Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nazios. 11 games of NHL action happening today on Tuesday. Let's dive right in, George. The New York Rangers are visiting the center of the hockey universe, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. What do you think for this one? Yeah, you know, I'm going to go a bit off the board here. Um, I'm going to pick this game to go to overtime. So... Leafs played the Rangers on Broadway last week. They gave them a bit of a beatdown. Pretty shocking. 7-3 was the final in that one. And I'm one of those people that thinks when, when you're a good team, it's tough to beat a good team in the NHL two times in a short amount of time. But really, it's tough to pick a winner on in this one. It's basically a big pick em when you look at the betting lines. And uh, Leafs probably a slight favorite because they're at home. But I just... I think these teams are going to go to overtime tonight. So three of their last four meetings in Toronto have gone to overtime. So that's 75% of their last four games in Toronto against each other have gone to overtime. On top of that, the Leafs the Leafs are going to overtime almost 50% of the time in their games this year. Yeah. They've had 13 games go to the overtime and shootout out of 28 games this season. That's, a, that's 46.4%. It's pretty insane. So um, it's not really too much of a gamble here. It's almost 50-50 or better when you factor in their previous meetings in Toronto that the game goes to overtime. And the odds on this going to overtime, if you pay, pick the three-way result that it goes to OT, it's 3.91 to 1. 3.9 to 1, sorry, at BetMGM. So pretty good odds. I feel like this game's a bit of a coin flip. So that's my favorite bet here. Um, I'd also eye the under at 6.5 goals. 1.91 to 1. I know they exploded last week. The Leafs had over 6.5 goals on their own against the Rangers. But I think this will be a, a tighter affair if you ask me. And there are also some player props to watch out for. So in terms of player props, are we eyeing anything for the major awards? Are we looking at some shot totals? What do you have your eyes on? Yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm not looking at the Leafs' big scoring gun in Austin Matthews as much as I'm looking at the Rangers' big scoring gun in Chris okay. Kreider. Um, Chris Kreider has been elevated to the top line. He's a net front presence on the power play. His over under for shots tonight is set at 2.5. He's gone over that shot total in each of his last four games. Um, so three shots on goal against Toronto at least pays 1.81, 1.8 1. to one. And the Leafs are a team that gives, give up a ton of shots. Yeah. They give up 32.5 shots per game. That's 28th in the league. So the guy that's going to do, be doing a lot of the shooting I'm looking at Chris Kreider. We also have a couple of superstars here who are near the top of the board in the Hart Trophy odds. Austin Matthews making his return after sitting out the last game on the weekend with the flu is at 11 to 1 right now. And Artemi Pernarin is at 13, 13 to 1. So we'll see how those guys perform tonight, see if their odds might move uh, higher or lower on the Hart Trophy odds board as the season goes along. Two great players. Next up, the Philadelphia Flyers are visiting the New Jersey Devils. Things aren't that sunny with uh, the New Jersey Devils lately. Maybe we see a coaching change. Who knows? But expectations were sky high. They haven't exactly delivered. It's not a colossal disappointment. Whereas the Flyers, well, they're everyone's favorite store this year, playing hard-nosed hockey. Who do you yeah. like in this one? Yeah, it's always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia, but maybe not in exactly. New Jersey. Even though they're super close, right? Exactly. Class, yeah. they miss there. Yeah, and it's in New Jersey, but... I mean, with the distance between those two arenas and um, metropolitan centers, you get at least probably 50% Philly fans at Devils games uh, when they play on the road. So 
I like the puck line for the Flyers here. Um, okay. I feel it gives you the best value for the safest bet. Um, plus 1.5, they're the underdogs, so they can lose and you can still win. The odds are 1.6 to 1 at BetMGM. So as long as they don't lose by more than a goal. And Philly, under torts, has been super, super competitive this year. They're not getting blown out. Do they they don't appear to be like a team that will get blown out either? Like they're the very competitive. Games don't you have think? Been within, their last three games have been within one goal. Two of them went to overtime uh and shootouts. They always they live for these tight games. Yeah, and Philly on their own, they haven't lost by more than a goal in any of their last eight games. Like this is a team that's grinding, playing their butts off every game. And that's obviously the torts effect. So I like this to be a a close game. I kind of think the Devils are going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Philly Philly uh, takes this game at all. So I think the odds at one point six to one. That's where that's where the value is. Philly's got a good road record at nine four and two. Devils are pretty pedestrian at home at yeah. six seven and one. And as mentioned, of any game for Philly, that's when they're on the road and is not really a road game. It's yeah. it's New Jersey. I've been to a Flyers Devils game there. It's at, it's pretty much 50-50 the fan base over there. So, um I, that's what I like. And as you said, the Devils aren't playing up to their expectations so far this season. For sure. And I mean, yeah, I have to wonder, what are the Stanley Cup odds right now? Could there be some good value there because as much as I'm saying the Devils aren't meeting expectations, we do have to keep in mind they are still very much in the wild card race and what are their odds for according to BetMGM for the Stanley Cup? Yeah, there are a couple futures to watch out for the Devils, but one is the Stanley Cup odds. They're at 16 to 1 at BetMGM to win the Cup. This is a pretty stacked team, in my opinion. So um, they haven't been playing up to expectations so far. Jack Hughes missed uh, five, six, seven games earlier in the year. I think eventually they're going to figure it out. The one big question is in goal. What we've seen with recent Stanley Cup champions is you actually don't need a great goalie anymore to win the Stanley Cup. You need a hot goalie. You need one that's you need a hot. Well. You need a hot goalie. I mean, Vegas won the Cup last year with a guy that was maybe their fifth string goaltender at the start of the year. Colorado won with Darcy Kemper a couple of years ago. So you just need, and we saw that with Akira Schmidt last year. He got hot for a bit in the playoffs too. So you need a goalie that's hot. You need depth. You need great players. And Devils have a lot of those things. And one of those great players is Jack Hughes. I mentioned he missed some time this year. He's third in the league in points per game, only behind Nikita Kucherov and Connor McDavid. His heart trophy odds sit at 5.5 to 1. Not a bad bet. And I should say the Devils, as much as they don't need a great goaltender, as we said, they need a decent one. And right now they are third last in save percentage in the NHL. And you're not going to get past the first or second round, let alone make the playoffs with numbers like that. Got to be better than that for sure. Absolutely. Shifting over to the... Columbus Blue Jackets visiting the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Columbus, not too successful on the road this season. No, not at all. And, um, you know, the Sabres, it's, uh, you get these teams, these games where two teams who are not playing very well play each other. I'm taking the home side here. And one of the reasons is, as you mentioned, Columbus, pretty brutal on the road. They won only three road games all season. Ball- Buffalo, recently, they're, they've been inconsistent. Altering wins and losses. The last game was a loss to the Coyotes. It's it's time to take a turn for the W. One of the things they can look forward to is one of their 
like rookies that from last year who really played really well. Jack Quinn will be making his season debut this year. So watch out for that. He had 14 goals and 37 points last season. Columbus, Buffalo has some injuries on their own, but Columbus, the body count is just adding up. Yeah. Patrick Line got uh, got hit pretty hard in the game against the Leafs last week. He's out for a while. So they're missing Line up front. They're missing Roslovich up front. They're missing Boone Jenner. And they're missing Damon Severson and Adam Bolkvist on the back end. That's a lot of injuries to be dealing with for a team that doesn't have a ton of depth to begin with. So I like the Sabres at home here. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you too. It's interesting because you know, you look at the, the young talent on both these teams, everyone kind of thought that, oh, maybe they can make the playoffs or whatnot. It hasn't really worked out. But I'm curious, one rookie that's been kind of doing well as of late, Adam Fentilli, he's been put in weird spots. This could be one of those games, I think, where he, you know, capitalizes in some ways. Yeah, I mentioned all those injuries that Columbus has up front. So Adam Fantilli's in a position to take advantage. He's got six points in his last six games. He's paired with Ta- Johnny Goudreau on the top line. So his over-under total for points tonight is 0.5 points. I'd I'd take that. He's averaging a point a game. So I would take that on the rookie. Um, he's gonna he's in the Calder race, although we know Connor Bedard is likely gonna run away with it. But yeah. I would take that player prop tonight. Adam Fantilli, the rookie for Columbus, over 0.5 points. Good stuff. Now, shifting over to the Minnesota Wild visiting the Boston Bruins. I got to say, the Wild are one of those cases where the coaching change has given the spark that you want when you make oh, yeah. a change like that. They're playing great hockey right now since letting Dean Everson go. And it's interesting because the Bruins, obviously they're rolling, but you know the Wild, they're the hotter team right now. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people might think this is a little, this is my upset special of the night. A lot of people might think uh, this is a little outlandish, but I like the Wild to win outright tonight. They've okay. got great odds. They're paying 2.7 to 1. They lost a tough game in Pittsburgh last night, battled back from a 3-0 deficit, ended up losing 4-3. That was a Pittsburgh team that really needed a win coming off a 7-0 shellacking to the, to the Leafs. So Pittsburgh kind of had to show some face. But as you mentioned, the Wild have been, they've been great since uh, firing Dean Evison. They've really picked it up. They've won 7 of 10 after a very poor start. On the other hand, the Bruins, the ever-consistent and so solid Bruins, Started the season incredibly. They started the season 13-1-2. Since then, they're pretty average. They've lost more games than they've won. They're 6-4-3, so seven losses out of 13 games. Some interesting things happened. I was a little surprised that they sent uh, Matt Poitra to the Canadian Junior National Team. Yeah, They got got Pavel Zaha coming back tonight, but he might not be uh, game ready, ready to jump in. So I like the Wild in an upset special here. The Bruins are also likely to continue missing their top D-man in Charlie McAvoy. So watch out for the Wilds here. Now, I also like the fact the Wilds have a very, very motivated Marc-Andre Fleury between the pipes. Some people will note that last game when they Mm -hmm. played against Pittsburgh, a bit of an uproar caused by the fact that they didn't play Flower against his former team in what many believe would probably have been his last game against the Penguins. So Fleury's in the cage tonight. You have to think he's pretty fired up and maybe a little angry vengeance game to follow. Yeah, what'd you make of that decision? I just, I didn't, I, I heard John Hines comment and that yeah, said, they scheduled it this, this way and it just, that type I, of stuff makes no sense to me. I thought it was funny because uh, John Hines said it was part of the plan and I can't remember who tweeted it, but someone just box tweeted and wrote, change the plan. 
Like, yeah. it, it is like you can't use that as a cop out. It's like it's not like it's set in stone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. You got to give Flower the, the start there. The, the chance by the Penguins fans that we want Flurry fan loved yeah. it. Absolutely, I we mean, all wanted Flurry in that game. Yeah, it's I, who knows if he's going to retire or not. But give the guy the cage. You Absolutely. lost anyway, Heinze. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of teams that are doing quite well after coaching changes, the St. Louis Blues, they've got a little pep in their step since Drew Bannister took over from Barube. They're heading over to face the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Could we see another somewhat upset special, even though the Bolts aren't their usual self? Yeah, I think we could see an upset. They've won two in a row, like you mentioned, since the coaching change. Um, they're paying 1.62 to 1 at BetMGN on the puck line, so plus 1.5. So they could still lose by a goal, and you could still make your money. I like the Blues on the puck line, plus 1.5, paying 1.62 to 1. Tampa's just so inconsistent this year. Yeah. I, I, I don't love that team as a fan, but I love the makeup of that team, and I think they're they're really good. They're deep. They have tremendous players, but they just don't look right. It might take a bit more for Vasilevsky to be comfortable in the net after he had the offseason surgery and he just came back to the lineup weeks ago. But I don't know what to make of, of the Lightning. And the Blues have been playing much better since the coaching change. So that's I'm going to take the, the Blues on the puck line, 1.62 to 1. They beat the Lightning a month ago, 5 nothing. They took care of them pretty good. So do I see them winning 5 nothing again? No. But the Lightning's defense has been pretty poor lately. They've given up 20 goals in their last five games. So I expect this to be a close one at the minimum. And a guy we should talk talk about a bit is somebody who came under fire and really saw some emotion from last week that we don't really see from hockey players in front of the camera too often. Yeah, Jordan Cairo. It's hard. I think he's kind of the... Uh quintessential son of all of hockey fans now because everyone wants to protect the guy basically he was asked by a reporter about uh his relationship i think it was was relationship with craig berube or about something with berube after he was canned and he said he's not my coach anymore no comment uh afterwards he was booed by his own fans yeah and then post game he got quite emotional about it and then afterwards he the next game responded with a big game and you know i think that kyro to slower start to the year but a great player and someone that i think you know you may want to keep an eye on, especially if you're in, you know, betting leagues or fantasy hockey and whatnot. What about a, a player prop combo with him tonight? Yeah, I like a same game parlay here. Like you mentioned, okay. he's got points in each of his games since Barube got fired, and he seems like he wants to prove something. And he didn't say anything bad about the fans booing him. He just took it. I didn't see the comment he made on camera. I just read it. Sometimes the way you read things are differently from the way they're said on camera. I don't even know if the comment was on camera about Barube, but he's he seems like he's determined to move forward and better his season for the better of his team. Him and Robert Thomas both have long-term contracts. The Blues have kind of built the young core of that team, like committed to those guys, and Robert Thomas is having a pretty good season too. But I like Kyra to score tonight and over... 5.5 goals. As I mentioned, Tampa's giving up a ton of goals. So if you pair Cairo to score with the over 5.5 goals, that pays four to one tonight. So I think that's a that's a bet to watch. And Tampa long term for the future odds, as we've mentioned, they're they don't look like themselves this year, but they're still Tampa. They're 21 to 1 in the Stanley Cup odds. So I'd watch out for that as well. Especially if they sneak in like the eighth seed or sorry, the wild card spot with a, a Kucherov playing the way he's playing and maybe a refined Vasilevsky. 
that could be some good value for sure. Yeah. Who was the eighth seed in the East last year? It was Florida. Good point. Fair enough. They got on the last day of the season. Now, the speaking of uh, big-time Stanley Cup contenders, the Panthers oh, yeah. played the Vegas Golden Knights, who are visiting the Carolina Hurricanes. Weird year for the Hurricanes, as we talk mm. about every week. It's been weird. Um, their goalie situation is just a mess. Anti Ranta, yeah. their goaltender, was sent to the AHL. Freddie Anderson based on waivers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. crazy. Um, it's a pretty pricey deal to have uh, on the farm. Vegas doing their thing. Do we have the defending Stanley Cup champs in this one, or are you feeling some sort of resurgence from the surge squad? This is a heavyweight early season matchup that doesn't really feel like a heavyweight season. Or yeah, does it? Not at all. I mean. Maybe on the end of the year you had it circled as one, but Carolina is just a shell of what we've known them to be. Really, like I think you have to, you know, keep in mind too. We're talking about a team like we did with New Jersey. Like it's still a playoff team in Carolina, but it's it's not really what you thought you'd get from the Canes this year. I thought he would have they would have had one of those three division spots, no question. Yeah, I agree. I mean, on the other hand, Vegas is cooking as you expect them to cook. I like Vegas on the road. They're paying 2.1 to 1 on money line. I'm grabbing those odds based on the way they're playing and Carolina's playing. And you mentioned Jersey again. One of the things we talked about is Jersey's goaltending. Yeah. Carolina's goaltending has been terrible this year. Horrible. As you mentioned, Freddie Anderson's out. We don't even know if he's going to be back for the season. They're the worst in the league. They, they have, are the, the Carolina worst. Hurricanes have the worst save percentage of the league at 873. It's terrible. Yeah, exactly. They have the worst save percentage in the league. Vegas has one of the top 10 offenses in the league in, ter- in terms of goals for and shots on net per game. So what do I see here? I mean, the elements put together a Vegas win. 2.1 to 1 on the money line. I'm grabbing those odds all day. Yeah. We did say these are two of the t- top six Stanley Cup contenders. Vegas, the defending champs, are 11 to 1 in the Stanley Cup odds right now. And the Canes are sixth at bet MGM at 13 to 1. So if you like either of those teams... You might want to look at the long-term market. Kind of a bit surprised that Carolines, Carolina's staying up that high. They never seem to get over the hump in the postseason, and now they're right. just struggling to, to stay in the playoff picture. Vegas, been pretty good all year. Um, they're near the top of the standings again. And one guy who's really, really played well from that, for them lately is a number one center, Jack Eichel. Absolutely. Jack Eichel is the kind of the forgot, even though he won the cup last year, Matt, he's the forgotten star of this league because he can really, when he turns it on, he's among the very best in the world. But also if you like those odds about Carolina coming back, the one thing I will say that I think is worth paying attention to is they're in a similar spot to last year, because obviously like Svechnikov's injured again. Now they play mm-hmm. that same brand of hockey. They can't really bury goals as, as easily. But as I said, they don't have decent goaltending. Last year they had like league, league average, slightly above league average goaltending and can help them get by. Now they've got the worst. Like, and that's a team, as I said, they had their goal goaltending problems to begin with. Carolina does not have the capacity or the personnel to outscore the problems they have in their crease. Yeah, I would not be I would not be touching Carolina at this standing. No, Carolina neither team, would yeah. I. Even Absolutely. at uh, 13 to 1. And yeah, those troubles in the crease. So high. Yeah. And the, the the troubles in the crease, when you have average goaltending, but you give up the least shots per game in the league or second least, which Carolina often does. It's not really a big factor. But when you have the worst goaltending in the league, then that's a factor. So they don't they have very bad goaltending. Jack Eichel's on fire. I like a pre-built same game parlay that's available on BetMGM right now. It's Vegas to score first, Vegas to win, and Jack Eichel to score. Eichel's got goals in two straight and six of his last nine. 
You put those three together, it pays 5.5 to one at BetMGM. So that's that's the same game parlay. I think you should definitely be looking at tonight. And I like Vegas a lot on the money line at 2.1 to one. Pretty great odds. Absolutely. Now let's shift over to the Edmonton Oilers visiting the New York Islanders. Surprisingly, right. two of the hottest teams in the NHL right now, I should say. Um, as much as maybe the Edmonton wasn't Edmonton one isn't too much of a surprise. I think we all maybe had a bit of an inkling that you know the Oilers would come back the way they have. They're eight and two in the last ten. And then those Islanders, those pesky Islanders that play the most boring brand of hockey of all time, they're six, two, and two in their last ten, and they have the third spot in the Metropolitan Division. Now, what are we feeling for this one? Is it going to be a high-scoring affair? Is it going to be an Islanders an Islanders brand of hockey where it's a 3-2-2-1 game and then McDavid and Dreisaitl edge the Oilers out of this one? What do you see, George? Yeah, uh, Islanders, like you said, we come to expect boring, buckle-down defensive hockey. Yeah. It hasn't really been that way with them lately, though. Uh, Matthew Barzal's been on fire. Yeah. Noah Dobson's racking up the points on the back end. Rock Nelson. Yeah, Brock Nelson, Paul Horvat, they've been filling the net. And Matthew Barzell, and I'm not sure if it was Nelson or Bo Horvat, they kind of got called out by Lou Lamorello a few weeks ago. And they've responded in a big way. But the over-underline, listen, I don't like to bet the under in any Oilers game for good reason. Yeah. Because uh, McDavid can get six points on his own in any given game. But yes. the over-underline set at seven goals this year. I'm going to grab the under here. Okay. The odds, seven is the highest over or under betting line of any game on the 11 game sked tonight. It's 1.78 to one. These teams have not combined to score over seven goals in any of their last 10 head to head meetings. 0 for 10 hitting the over if the line set at seven goals. So I don't expect that to change now. Um, as explosive wow. as Edmonton, Edmonton is, they've only exceeded seven goals with their opponents once in their last seven games so as you know they have a ton of talent and the islers are scoring a lot now but i think the islers would be wise not to even try to get into a running gun fight with the oilers here you don't want to play goal for goal with these oilers squads so i think the islers islanders will probably revert to their old ways try a defensive buckle down approach approach to frustrate the oilers big guns and I'm going to take the over here under set, uh, sorry, the under at seven goals at 1.78 to one. Now it's funny because we always say the big guns. Usually it's not even just McDavid that was automatic, but Leon Dry said all as well. But yeah. this year, where's Leon? Yeah, I mean, he pitches in here and there, but this guy, Leon Dry's idol has to start scoring five on five. He can't just rely on the side of the net there, McDavid, that one timer's lethal. But McDavid to like take two, three defense with him and find him at the side of the net, no, no matter what angle it is, and he can bury. He's got four even strength goals this year. Do you know how many players in the NHL rank above him in even strength goals? At least 150. He's tied for 196th in the league in even strength Jesus. goals. I don't want to hear any Leon Dreisaitl's title versus Austin Matthews debates ever again. I didn't like hearing them when he had like an amazing... Sorry? For good and for good reason. Yeah, he cannot come. He does not compare on the defensive end to Austin Matthews, and he doesn't score five on five like Austin Matthews does. He's got to pick it up. He's two point three to one to be an anytime goal scorer tonight. So maybe he picks it up, gets one tonight. I'd watch out for him, but he's got to pick it up for Oilers to consistently be good this year and not go on these roller coaster rides of winning streaks and losing streaks. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think for like Leon Dreisaitl, even last year, I mean, not the a top 10 even strength goal scorer, but a five on five still was 49th with 17 goals. This year is just strange, among other things, for the Oilers. Four even strength goals for Leon Dreisaitl. No, weird. Got to pick that up. I like the under the pick. I agree, George. Um, now, the Vancouver Canucks are going to visit the Nashville Predators. Mm. The Canucks are uh, everyone's uh, least favorite, but ultimately true uh, Stanley Cup favorite that are really emerging out of the West. They're playing well. I still like the Kings, as you know, but Canucks are looking sharp. Nashville Predators, meanwhile, they like to play spoilers sometimes, but honestly, it's been a tough year for UC Soros, among other things. Yeah, but in the other cage, it's been a fantastic year for Thatcher Demko. Sure has. And as good a season as so many Canucks are having, Quinn Hughes, Norse Trophy favorite, JT Miller's, what, third or fourth in the league in scoring. Elias Pettersson's about to get paid in a big way if he continues this season. Thatcher Demko has been the answer for them. Absolutely. He, he was missing for them a ton last season. He is first in the league in goals saved above expected. And he's the favorite to win the Vezina right now at 4.5 to 1. He is arguably the biggest reason they are where they are in the standings. I feel like I keep picking against the Canucks. Like every show we have, Jacob, the Canucks have a game against a good team and I pick against them. They always win. So that what that tells me is it's time for us to take them seriously. Yeah, it's time for us to take them seriously. But I like the Preds to win tonight, but I'm going to stay away from it because I don't want to bet against the Canucks. I like the under here. Play the under. 6.5 okay. goals, paying 1.83 to 1. Mentioned Demko having, you know, the Vesna odds-on favorite right now in net likely for the Canucks. Um, Nashville has gone under 6.5 goals in six of their last eight and yeah. eight of their last 11 at home. Although the Canucks have the best offense in the league in terms of goals for they're also second in the league in goals against this season with Nashville being 12th. So I like the pick, take the under 6.5 goals, 1.83 to one here. It's funny because, you know, I, I can see why you want to take Nashville too. seven and three in the last 10. They're on a four game mm -hmm. win streak. But to me, I guess what I'm trying to say is winning four straights hard as it is, but to win five, very hard. And to win five against a team like the Canucks, I just think that Nashville's outnumbered in this one in that sense. Yeah. It sounds like you're taking the Canucks on the money line, but I, I think so. Yeah. My safe play, I'm going to stick under 6.5 goals. Pretty good odds at 1.83 to 1. I like that. Now, um, next up, Colorado Avalanche are visiting the Chicago Blackhawks. Kale McCarr will not be playing tonight for the Avalanche. His, uh, I believe it's his third straight game, but he's missing here uh, with a lower body injury of some sort. Now, it's funny because the Blackhawks, I don't know if we can even fathom ever telling people to pick them in any game, frankly, but... They haven't played more competitive hockey as late, I should say. Do you see a puck line here, a money line? What do you like about this one? I see a puck line, and I see the Avs. Kale McCarr or no Kale McCarr. I like the Avs to win by two goals or more, paying 2.05 to one. Colorado's taken seven of their last eight against Chicago. Colorado always has one or two big names, it seems, out of the lineup. Even without Kale McCarr, the rest of their defense seems to be healthy for ones. Bowen Byram, Josh Manson, Devin Taves. So they're, they're still solid on the back end. And Nathan McKinnon has been absolutely ripping it up up front. He's been absolutely tearing it up. Colorado's not only won seven of their last eight against Chicago, six of those eight wins have come by two goals or more. Mm -hmm. So they've been feasting on the Blackhawks. It always seems like Bedard 
every time we talk, he's got a big matchup against somebody, against McDavid, or he's going into Toronto or something. But Bedard can only do so much with that team around him. They've managed to stay pretty competitive, like you said. But against a team that's rolling like Colorado, I like Colorado to win here. I like them to win big. They scored 19 goals in their last four games, averaging almost five per. And like I said, it's headlined by the man up front and down the middle, Nathan McKinnon. Absolutely. It's hard to bet against Nate Mack. He's playing extremely well. Now, it's funny. Connor Bedard. He's been sort of one of the, he, he's definitely, it, we learned very early on, he's a safe bet for a lot of the overs for the shot props. He's been as good as a bet as a lot of people to score in a lot of games. Yeah. What about, you know, in this type of game against the Colorado Avalanche squad? Because it seems like to me, Bedard rises to the occasion when playing against big opponents, whether it was how he played against McDavid in that game. Yeah. I watched him against the Winnipeg Jets have an absolutely amazing game while he was surrounded by some accessories that he plays with. He, he's a one-man show. What do we like about him tonight? Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned against the Oilers, which was a very hyped game, the first battle of the Connors, he scored a very like pretty goal, like very a goal that I think only a handful of NHLers can score. So he's paying two point seven to to one to score in the prop odds tonight. Uh, I'm gonna keep if I'm gonna take in one player prop though, I'm gonna continue to roll with McKinnon. He's got six goals and sixteen points in his last seven, and they've now moved his point per game total. To McDavid standards. Most players, it's always bet on them yep. to get one plus points. His bet is to get two plus points. So, and wow. the odds actually aren't even amazing. It's 1.7 to 1 for McKinnon to get two points or more tonight, but he's got two points or more in six of his last seven. Also, long term future odds. I don't know who you think the biggest contender to McDavid is. I think McKinnon is the strongest contender to McDavid for the Hart Trophy this season. I would probably say. Kucherov is up there. If Tampa makes the playoffs, I think that they're second. Though I think that what we've seen traditionally with the fact that the only winger to win recently is Taylor Hall, centers get the edge. And I think what Nate Mack is doing with Colorado can't be understated totally. But if I were giving my two cents, I would say Cooch. But I think you're right in terms of general consensus. Yeah, we're not sure Tampa will make the... I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make we're it. not sure they were. Colorado's going to make the playoffs. McKinnon's odds are 13-1. to 1. He does everything. Yeah. If yeah. you saw him against the Sabres, he just – Jeff Skinner's out of the Sabres lineup for I don't know how long. He destroyed him in a game against the Sabres last week. And yeah. Skinner got injured, and he's out of the lineup for who knows how long. The guy is the most McDavid-like player in the league. He's so exciting to watch, and he is on a roll now. So I like him in the heart odds at 13-1. to 1. I, I think it's definitely worth a bet. And I like him to get two-plus points tonight, paying 1.7 to 1. Good stuff. Now, the Ottawa Senators are visiting the Arizona Coyotes. The Sens, yeah. who listened to what the fans wanted, and they fired DJ, brought in Jock Martin, who was a special advisor, a.k.a. coach waiting in the wings, and <laughs> breathing down DJ Smith's neck. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, I mean, come on. We all knew this was going to happen, guys. But here's the thing. It's too bad. And then they're playing, as I said, the Arizona Coyotes, who are impressing everyone this year. Here's the thing. The Sens players seem to really like playing for DJ. So, I wonder yeah. sometimes, like, could this be the inverse effect of firing the coach? But then again, historically, when a coach gets fired, the team responds, no matter who's behind the bench. Yeah, I, I just think I agree with you. I never saw any sense player say anything bad about DJ Smith. In fact, it always seemed like they had yeah. his back. They always seemed uh, to have his back. Eventually, I mean, you just can't keep going with the same formula. So the time the time had come for DJ to go to go too bad for him. 
four-game losing streak for the Sens. There's got to be some desperation. I, I would think so. I would think so. This season, teams in their first game since their coaches have been fired, that's Minnesota, St. Louis, and Edmonton, they all won their games. Three now, yep. I definitely believe in the boost. It gives a team a little kick in the butt to be like, hey, it's not on the coach anymore. It's on you guys to show what you're going to do. So I like the Sens to win tonight, paying 1.8 to win on the money line. Pretty good opponent to pick them against in the, the Arizona Coyotes, even though they've been playing some pretty good hockey this season. And the Jacques Martin thing, is, is it only the NHL? Like, it's like Sanford and Son. It's rerun after rerun after rerun. Why do these guys not get a new coach? Why do, yeah. like, it's like Calgary when they got Daryl Sutter for the third or fourth time last night. Like, you can't find somebody new? Yeah, I don't know. I think Ottawa's situation, it's weird because their AHL coach, for example, like the next stop kind of candidate, you would think he is kind of an interim himself. Like he was, he took over for the previous guy and he was an assistant in junior for a while. Doesn't have much experience there. So I don't know. It is, it's really odd. I think that the thing too, is when you're in season, you have limited options. First of all, Mm -hmm. Um, I still am amazed how the Knobloch thing came together for Edmonton. But I agree. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> bring something like Jacques Martin was their coach in from what ninety six to 04 or something. The Senators, yeah, yeah, something like that. So we're just uh, recycling here, guys. Yeah, it's been uh, twenty years, so um, <laughs> I find it interesting. But I, I do like the sense to you know come with a strong effort tonight and get that W. They've also had some bad luck. Let's face it; they're eighth in the league in shots per game. Mm. Um, the Coyotes are thirty first. Um, Sens are tied for the lead league in losses when they've outshot their opponents. They have 10 losses when they've outshot their opponents. So I like them to win tonight. Jacques Martin, if we remember anything from his days, he's a defensive-minded coach. If you pair the Sens win with under 6.5 goals, that pays 3.5 to 1. But if you just want to stick to the money line for the Sens, 1.8 to 1. 3 and 0. Let me get it. 3 and 0 for teams in their first game after a coach has been fired this NHL season. Next up, our final game of the Tuesday slate features the Los Angeles Kings visiting the lowly yet somewhat promising as of late San Jose yeah. Sharks. Now, here's the real question here. Are the Sharks going to, because they're over 500 in their last 10 games. They're not as abysmal and horrific as they were in the first you know, 10 games, whatever it was, they went without a loss. But the oh, Kings, no. man, do they ever love to play on the road? 12-1-1, that's their kitchen, man. What's it going to be tonight? Money line, puck line. What do you like? Yeah, best road team in the league, as you mentioned. I like them on the puck line to win by two goals or more, paying 1.91 to one. Um, listen, yeah. San Jose, much better than the way they started this season. It was actually like mind-blowing how bad they were. Some people thought at the beginning of the season that San Jose would have the worst season of any team in NHL history. Good for them to fight back win some good games, some crazy comebacks. They had a crazy comeback against the Red Wings a couple of weeks ago when they were down 4 nothing. and came back to win in overtime. So they have pride. They're playing like that. But in this game, I like the Kings to win and to win big. 1.91 to 1, I'll take those odds. Kings are fourth overall in the league in points percentage. San Jose is last or second last. Kings have the second best penalty kill in the league, and they're one of the most disciplined teams in the league. So San Jose... Won't see a lot of time with the man advantage. San Jose on the opposite end has the fifth worst penalty kill in the league. And they are sixth in the league in penalty minutes, meaning the Kings will probably get a lot of opportunities against a very poor penalty kill. So 
San Jose got spanked by another cup contender last game in the Avs 6-2. I like the Kings here to win and win big. San Jose does have the prime pride, but they're showing that they're much better than they showed initially at the beginning of the season. But 1.91 to 1, I love the odds on the Kings there. And are they still one of your Stanley Cup picks? Are they Absolutely. are you rolling? Absolutely. I am all aboard the Los Angeles Kings Stanley Cup train. I think that we're also forgetting, like the general public, Anze Kopitar is still buzzing at 37 or 36, however old that, that guy is. He's an ageless wonder. They have four deep lines. Listen, it's tough that they lost Phoenix Copley because you need some insurance for Cam Talbot, who, granted, is playing exceptional this year. He's been great this season. He's been great. I love the Los Angeles Kings. I still do. And also what I will say about them too is you look at the Kings this year in terms of the betting history, they have not fallen victim to a lot of trap games. They have been always been able to get these types of games. You see it on the road as well. I like the Kings tonight as well, but also, as I said, and I'll say it throughout the season, they're my Stanley Cup pick coming out of the West. 14 to one at BetMGM right now to win the Stanley Cup, but I do like them to win by two or more tonight. So take that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, George. And thank you to everyone for listening. Enjoy tonight's slate of games and please bet responsibly. Thank you for listening to the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. We'll see you next time.